This podcast is aimed at the veteran community. It hopes to recreate a conversation taking place in any NAFI anywhere in the world right now. We want to combat social isolation by letting veterans feel part of this conversation. If you are easily offended, please switch off now. And if you want to see more, please subscribe to this channel and be part of the community. Uh, hello everyone and welcome to Veterans in Crisis podcast. Um, today we have Sunderland footballer Grant Ledbetter. Um, Grant's been nice enough to come in uh, and do a podcast with us after he came to have a look around the ERV the other day. Uh, welcome, Grant. No problem, thank you. Thanks very much for no coming. Problem. No problem. Uh, so, I know you probably haven't seen one of the podcasts. It's normally veterans that come on yeah. or uh, serve in military. Uh, what I, why I asked you to come on is because you're a Sunderland lad um, and this whole thing is meant for Sunderland people. Yeah. Um, so, really, we just run through a bit of a timeline, talk about your childhood, you know. It's not, this isn't like a podcast about the football club. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously we'll bring that football into it, but yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say to you, what's happening with the team? Who was signing out like that? It's not like that, you know. Just no. a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you didn't want to talk about? Just didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. All right? No problem, yeah. So That's where good. did you grow up? Um, I grew up in a little village, mining village called Fence Houses. All right. You know it, so... Oh, I know it, right. Yeah, it was a good, good community back then. All right. Uh, it was good to grow up and... Lots of Sunderland fans on my street, so right. the whole family's so pretty much Sunderland. I think, have you got sisters? Two sisters, yeah. Two sisters, right. Yeah. So, sisters. were you spoiled when you were a kid? Or, or were you the oldest? I was a middle child, so... Middle way, um, so, so nobody I, cared about you then? No, I think, <laughs> I think my sisters would say it was the other way around. I think right. the middle child got everything, but... Oh, right, with that. Yeah. No, that's because they knew uh, you were going to be a footballer, mate. Uh, that's it. It's going to come back, <laughs> isn't it? That's what they thought. No, it's going to come um, back. Yeah, two sisters, um, yeah, obviously you support Sunderland. Yeah. Um, Season two. So I, was, I had one. I think a goal card back in the day at Rotor Park. Ah, so goal card. Aye, aye. So it's it's, it's funny as well, right? Because uh, one of my directors is called Gloria, and her husband Bruce spent with them last night. And uh, I said you were coming on. He was like, "Wait, see this." I used to have the season ticket in front of him at the match, and I was like, "Well, I don't know if he's gonna remember that." <laughs> no, me, me dad had a couple of good friends. Aye, who used he's to called sit, Bruce. Is that a stadium. Aye. That's the team, yeah. Aye. We were sitting um, the, it was a family zone at the time. Aye. Um, all five of us used to go and we had some friends in front of us, I can't remember. Ah, yeah, he's quite a bruise, so he said. So I, one of them called Lezard, I'm not sure. Uh, so I've mentioned him now, we'd be on him now. So growing up, what was it like? I think growing up back, a different generation to now. Ah, it is. Um, people can say life's moved on and plenty, but uh, I always look back and say, uh, you know, I'm working hard industry was very good for me and um, back then you used to know your neighbours, you used to know everyone in your street and everyone in your little community really and um, I'm not sure it's like that anymore in life is it? Um, no, well I mean personally all I, I used to leave the house first in the morning, play out all day and yeah, come in yeah, for your tea. Yeah. Get like, called in when it used to get dark for your exactly, mum and dad, yeah. Exactly, but like my daughter's never had that experience. You still wouldn't come in, you still stay out and play Well high. you'd want longer wouldn't yeah, you, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, you'd want longer. But like my daughter's fifteen now, and she's never had that experience. Yeah. I, I, d- I don't know. It's different. I don't now. know I if it's. I've it, got as, two girls, my eleven, oh, eleven year old, and it's like we live quite out in the country now, and um, but it's hard for her to play out with friends and stuff like that. But I've got oh, good friends of mine, got kids, and it's, they find it hard to, oh, you know, let them go out from day to the end because you want to know where well, they are. Your people's checking you phones, doing this, you know, oh, checking locations where your kids are, and 
think back then we never used to have that because uh, yeah, I, I, like I, the trust was there with your neighbours and everyone used to look, at, look after each other. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was going to say. Everyone knew everyone, yeah. didn't they? And now, now you look at if you know a few, well, I mean, you, you don't know what your house is like, but in my street, people come and go all the time, whereas okay. when I was younger, then people were there. 10 yeah, years, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And you were in and out of people's houses, weren't you? I yeah. mean, that was probably because I was burgling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a nine. joke, by the way. <laughs> it might have been for Nicky Nottingham, but I wasn't burgling, that's all. Right. Like, Nottingham, yeah. I used to be a laugh when yeah. you were a kid. Uh. Yeah. So, fence houses, it's mostly Sunderland, isn't it? Yeah. Aye, yeah. aye. Not too long ago, to be honest, I still, I still have a, like, a group chat with um, some of my dad's friends and we used to all have, lived in the street, Pinewood Street, we used to, all live in the same terrace houses and it was brilliant and not so long ago I met up with some of them um, and just talked about the good old days and um, it was good, it was really good to see them and uh, season ticket holders to this day and it's good. Oh, it really is. I think, are you 34 now? 34, yeah. 34, it's your birthday, Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday right. going, so, yeah. yeah, I so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. so, it's as if I've researched. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so growing up, Went, what school did you go to then? I went to Woodley Primary School. Where's that, it? That's impressive. Yeah, just, I basically lived off the back of it. Aye. I lived off the back of it, yeah, so... Um, it's no good if you were trying to skive off then, is it? I used to love school, to be honest. Oh, did you? used to play football from Aye. all the time, every breakdown, so um, it was kind of quite good. And then I moved on to Parkview. Right. I went to Parkview. I had a choice of going to Houghton, keep your um, Parkview, so... Uh, most of my friends went to Parfus, so you kind of follow that, don't you? Mm-hmm. So, um, no, it's, like, uh, it was a good school. And how did you find, like, the academic part of school? Um, Not as good? That's all right, man. You can't no, do everything. That, like, um, like I say to my daughters now, you, you've, I'm a big believer you've either got it or you haven't. Mm-hmm. And um, if you haven't got it academically, you've got to work twice as hard as the people who have got it. Mm-hmm. Just like in football, if you're not good, you've got to work harder to, 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 to improve yourself. So, um, I'm a big believer in that. And, yeah, it's... I, Kind of went to the senior schools, all in the top sets, and um, by the time I left, and I was kind of stupid really and slacking off, and went down to the lower sets and mid sets. So, did you think that was because you thought you were going to be a footballer? I always knew I was. Oh. I must admit, I so. always knew I had that driven. I had that. Um, I don't know. I had the wing mirrors on, I suppose, and mm. you're always driving for that um, goal. If I was going to make it, I don't know, but I was always going to put that before anything else, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I was always going to put the football th- um, opportunity first, and I'm fortunate enough to sit here and say that I've done quite well and um, played Premier League, Championship, tie end, and played over 500 games. So I think work hard, work hard pays off, and mm. that was my motto. My mum and dad taught me that, and um, yeah, it was. I think a lot of stuff gets put on the academic side of things when. Not everyone is academic, you know. No. Like people are really like clever with their hands and yeah. you know practical stuff and stuff. Um, me myself, I always knew I was going to join the army. So yeah. all I aimed for is the very li- li- least I could do to get to in the get army. The army yeah. You know, okay. I cruise through school, yeah, just yeah. do the least I can, yeah. get them grades, and that's it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a stupid I'm idea, sure really. I enjoyed school with your friends. I, and I, stuff I just it was a laugh, that. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because yeah. I wasn't really trying. No pressure on. No, it, no, I didn't like. My daughter's under extreme pressure now because she's topping up everything. Okay. Right, but she, but she wants to be like be on the stage in on theatre and she's working towards that and yeah. 
she said it was last night. Like she was like uh, about her being stressed, and I was like, "What are you stressed for?" And she went, "You don't, you don't know how stressful it is because yeah. I want to get into this certain school yeah, and that." And funny you should say that because um, what day is it? Day Thursday. Next Friday, my eleven-year-old's got got an entrance exam to get into senior school. Aye. And I'm um, like, and she's, I was picked her up a couple of days ago from school, and um, I said, "My birthday," and she said, "Oh, I feel a bit pressure, Dad." I said, "Why do you feel pressure?" She says, "Because I want to get in school with my friends and stuff like that." I said. You've got it, or you haven't. If you want to get in, if you get in, you get in. Mm. Don't put pressure on yourself and stuff like that. And she's she's like myself. She's quite sporty for a young girl. She's quite good at all everything. And um, so yeah, eleven year old entrance exams. I think. Oh, is that a private school or something? Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Sorry. So it's it's different. Mm. It's different. I wasn't. I must admit, I'm sat here now, and I wasn't a big believer of private schools and stuff like that because I was brought up though, and me and my sisters and my wife. She's from Hortney Springs, so mm. we were brought up really like everyone else. And um, But at the time, I moved to Middlesbrough, and we couldn't get in the three local schools. And the next closest one was um, the school we had, we chose to go to, because otherwise, you know, but now this is doing quite well, and right. I'm proud of her, and the other two girls are doing well. It is stressful for an 11-year-old worrying is, about is. to get in somewhere, like, it isn't is. it? But I don't think, I think the worry comes from what they all see in the schools. All the friends and stuff, that's yeah. where the worry comes from because you know what we're like as kids. You want to be better than each other. And um, But no, it's, it's, it is really good and it does push them uh, in that sense. Right. Well, I mean, I see a senior school for me was just a laugh. The, the yeah. dog, like, you know, I didn't. Yeah. I was in trouble all the time. And I just, I basically just wanted to get it over with. Mm-hmm. People would say it's the best years of your life, and it wasn't for me. Okay. I just, it was just a necessity to get through yeah. to join the army. I mean, I joined the army when I was sixteen. Okay, you know, straight from school, I did a, a job for two months, I think it was, and then straight in the army. So, yeah. but then when I got to twenty-one, I didn't want to be in the army anymore. So yeah. that left us thinking, "Why? What do I do now?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And what you find is a lot of veterans are like that. Okay. Whether they're in for five years or twenty years, what do you do when you come out? You know, yeah. And I, I assume it's a bit football like football. Is, it's a bit like football now, um, but I suppose if you love football that much, you you always do it. Mm. So what, what? When you went to secondary school, or yeah. you, you were been on the school team, and that were you? Yeah, we had a decent school team. Yeah, right. yeah. But to be honest, I wasn't didn't really play much for the school because at the time I was at Sunderland Academy. Academy so. yeah. Uh, Did they stop you back, from back, playing? Back then, yeah. So yeah. I joined someone when I was six year old, and um, so I, I played for me primary school team all the way through, and got to the senior schools. And I always remember I played the first year, the year seven, and we done quite well. And um, we always had a decent school team. And then after that, someone tried to say that like, you couldn't really play much for your school because mm-hmm. you had two and three times a week. You had a game on a Saturday, and um, so yeah. Did they ever give you grief at school for that one? For not playing? No, I must admit I had a real good group of friends at school. Real good group of friends. I had six or seven good good people. And um, they kind of... They didn't want me to throw it away, really, if mm. I'm honest. And um, I always look back and each year now, I'd, um, you know, they, they never let me get into trouble and they always looked after me, had me back. It's, um, and even, like, as, as, as funny as it is, like... You know what it's like when you're kids, you go out on a Friday night, you have a few drinks when you're 14, 15, but they would never let me. They would say, no, you've, you've got a chance, they would never let me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful, and each year I, I take them on holiday and I appreciate what, what they did, because um, I'm not sure they know, I'm not sure I've ever told them that, but um, 
yeah, they, they had a, uh, a big part of that as well. They'll know when they watch this, man. Yeah, well, yeah, they good. Well, good. <laughs> you'd be good at then. No, they were good. They were, they were good. Well, to jumping a little bit forward then while you were talking about that, I met you in Magaluf okay. when you were on holiday with your mates. Yeah, right? yeah. And I can't remember what year it was. I'll tell you what year it was. Right. It God, did I make that much of an impression? No, because it was... It was... <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, 2008, it would have been. Was it? Yeah, yeah it was not it. Like 12 years ago. Yeah, it would have been 2008. Oh, I, was, I, I spoke about that because I'm going away on Sunday with lads I joined the army with in 1986. Oh, right, okay. And uh, there's seven of us, and we're all 50 this year. Okay. So we thought, all right, we're going on all that. It's been like, yeah, it's going to be brilliant. And now it's close that everyone's going, God, one day is going to be good, the other day as well, I'll be ill. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I went there, so if it's 12 years ago, so where are you going? Are you going back to Maglub? No, no, I'm going to Tenerife. Tenerife, okay. So I went there, if it was 12 years ago, um, had a great first day. Yeah. And I was ill for the next two days, like, okay. properly ill off the drink. <laughs> no, but the other, the younger lads, they were all, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And I remember, um, when I met you on the plane, obviously we were all Southern fans, so yeah. you were sitting next to the plane, and I'm sure one of your mates was a mug. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was one of them is. Aye, aye. Chesty aye. Street, yeah, aye. See how it's six of me, mate? Yeah, I wanted to start Mag, it's not good. <laughs> he was saying, I'm, but I'm a supporter, because everyone was going, hey, fucking Mag bastard. Yeah, and then yeah, he's yeah. going, but I'm a supporter <laughs> of Grant, that's yeah, the thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. So when you, when you finished school, would you have been, you have just sat your exams normal or do you do it with this club? No, I sat my exams normal. Right. Sat my exams normal and I can always remember the day after or two days after my exams, I, um, at the time, Jed, Jed McMoney was kind of my director and at the time, she just, he said, just come straight in. I didn't have any time off, he just brought me straight in with the older lads and um, got straight on with it, really. And um, when I went into the YT, as, as it was back then, before he went pro, was, because my dad at the time, he was working six till six all, all day long and I couldn't get to train every day, so I ended up moving into digs just down Rooker right. for six months before I, I passed my test, so... Um, yeah, I moved in with Christine, which is a lovely family, the Ryan family down Aye. there. So, yeah, um, it was good. So, we would have been still at Rotor Park then? No, no, no. No, at the stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I keep thinking about myself. <laughs> yeah, I was at the first stadium like game, actually. Aye. Aye. In uh, status quo played. Yeah. I come in yeah. the helicopter, yeah, I, I was there. So, from starting as a 16-year-old, getting into the team, getting yeah. into playing anywhere, yeah. how old were you when you made the first team? 17. I made my debut at 17 under Mick. So, and uh, um, who were we playing? I'd have I been there. I made my debut at Huddersfield, at home in the Cup. And then um, after that, I went out and loaned for four or five months to Rotherham, which I look back and, you know, it was really good for me because um, at, at the time... I was one of the first groups to move into the Academy Light and at that time it was it's unbelievable. it still is unbelievable to this mm. day, but back then it's like wow, this is one of the best in the country and you get everything done for you and stuff yeah. like that. So at the time I was um, banging on mixed door saying, Look, I am uh, I wanna play, I wanna play and at that time he had yeah, good um, older experience and they were pushing for and, and ended up winning the league. So I, I went out on loan and um went down to Rotherham, uh, Mick Half was in charge at the time. What was Rotherham like? It's a rough place, isn't it? Uh, I was in a hotel, so I was, <laughs> I was basically in the hotel and train in the hotel and train. So oh. um, no, Rotherham was uh, a good, good experience. You had um, senior pros around you, 
and um, he didn't get anything done for you, so it made you that bit more hungry. Mm. And uh, that was when I came back and in the Premier League season, I kind of played a good 15, 16 games um, under Mick in the Premier League. So, um, yeah, that was pretty good good experience. As, as much as we the club went down, it was a good experience myself, and I kind of broke, broke into the team then. So, the, what, obviously, as a fan, I know what the feeling's like to get relegated. What's it like as a player? I was young. I was oh, just right. I, I, at the time. Um, I think there's a big thing about yeah, you're a fan of the football club. Yeah. I love the club, but you've got to kind of when once you're in there, you've got to kind of not take a step back yeah. in a way because you've got footballs, football clubs, the entire club is different to being a, a fan. You've got to do what's um, D and D out things things right. So um, yeah, um, yeah. So did did that. Make you more hungry to yeah, get. Yeah, just absolutely makes you more hungry to um, succeed. Um, and the year when Roy came in, um, it was good. Exactly what I felt football's all about. The intensity of training every day right. is, it's always stuck with me. Um, and yeah, going from strength and strength that season, I think it was pretty special for me and. Uh, special for the club because you know we didn't have a great start. I think we lost our first five games on the spin and we ended up winning the league by four or five points. So you know that was brilliant. It was it was, it was a really good. Time. I always remember we were in March and we were, we were nowhere near really still in March and we went on a crazy seventeen eighteen game run and we always even picking up points away from home come come from behind like Burnley's and stuff like that. Little games stick out to you. And um, it keeps that momentum going when you have that spirit within the group. And that, that year we had a lot of late goals. And um, we had some did this well, didn't we? We did a lot, yeah, lot, of, late lot of late goals. We had, uh, some careers, some top top experienced um, pros who who um, who basically helped everyone around. Yeah. And um, I remember, I always remember everyone used to say like, uh, they score so many late goals because everyone's shitting themselves to come back downstairs to Roy Keane." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking somebody score! Somebody no, score! It's just Roy. Roy. Everyone has his persona, but Roy was brilliant. Was he? His intensity was brilliant in day, but he, he would also have a laughing joke. I felt as now I was a young kid, oh. but um, he made sure training was right every day. Every day, if you weren't training well, you wouldn't play. So, and I'm a big believer, so um, it was good. It really was good. It kept everyone on their toes. Um, you couldn't be late. <laughs> but, no, he uh, doesn't like being late. I bet. Off the top of my head, a couple of people missed the bus. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Stokesy. Stokesy and uh, Liam Miller, was it? Oh, and, then, and then he just sacked them off, didn't he? One player. Yeah, they, they missed the game, but the, and, um, they came back in the next game after that. That's oh. what Roy was like. You, kinda, you get your punishment, but then you move on, and oh. it's all about the next year, and the 24 hours in front of you. And uh, it doesn't certainly, I believe, that's where football should be. Mm. Well, I the fans like to, the fans like to see that as well. Or, I mean, on your toes when you um, think, but also people don't see the other side of of Roy where you have a laughing joke and um, it was good. He says some mad stuff when he's on there uh, when he's uh, commentating, like doesn't he? He says some mad stuff. <laughs> I always people in the in the studio look and think, oh, has he just said that? I I think he's brilliant. Like I think he's brilliant. You know, yeah. from when he from where we were and when he came in, it, it brought the whole city. You know, it, it it really felt like something was happening. Yeah, I think I'm forever in debt with Roy. He, he, um, he took me down to Ipswich and uh, played some good football, some good times. And, and um, um, he does, certainly does have an aura. 
Right. And I believe it's a good aura. Like it makes you. I, I'm a big believer. You want to impress people every day, and you want to impress your coaches. You want to impress your manager each day in training. And um, you certainly had that thing. I read things about Stephen Gerrard. Um, he wanted to impress his managers and coaches, Gerard Hudia. So I, I, I read quite a lot of, studied quite a lot of top players, and um, you see their mentalities, and you know pretty much they all have the same mental, same goal, as they don't. They want to do things right each day. So, you're saying about Roy Tilton year down at Ipswich. So you went to Ipswich after you left us, didn't you? Yeah, I left. I had to leave. I had to leave. I could have stayed. I could have stayed. It was my, my my choice to leave for life reasons, and um, I believe it, it helped me fucking massively within life. I did it. Yeah, massively. Maybe people look at it and think it was a, bit, a strange move for me. Uh, dropping back down the championship, and but I knew myself, and Roy knew me as a person, and because um, at first I, I wasn't, um, I said no a couple of times. I was like, no, I want to stay. I'm staying, um, but then. Certain th- things happened in my life, and I knew where I was. Um, my wife was pregnant at the time. My girlfriend was pregnant at the time, so um, I knew that I've got to step away from. I need my life. I, I need to find out who I am because I'm going through a difficult time. I just yeah. lost my dad, so it was a good. It was a good time for me to step away from the northeast, as I say, and um, find myself and basically become a man. Because you know I had everything around me and. Um, going through a tough time so um, stepping away I always look back now and my wife says it now that was probably maybe it's not for football reason but as a life as a person that was the best thing I could have done at that time yeah. I always look back thinking yeah you had a bit of balls to do that because you had everything, everything comfortable around you but um, certainly made, made me a better person um, because life was tough at the time Aye. So. is that because of your dad? yeah I lost my dad yeah. out of the blue that's why when I said Magaluf I was in Magaluf at the time Aye. Was it, was oh, was that? Yeah, I was at Magaluf at the time. I was with my friends, and um, yeah, I got a phone call. So, yeah. My my dad actually died in front of us, okay. just over the road, actually, in, in the, yeah. the tower of the stadium, and uh, that's what ch- sort of changed my life. Yeah. Uh, before, I, I, I make no bones about the fact that I sort of liked money. I, sort of, whatever I did involved me working to make money. Okay. And uh, I had a bakery, and when that happened... From that day, I was just like, I'm gonna just do something where I help people, like, because yeah, I'd yeah. give them CPR and it didn't work, and uh, that okay. sort of really pissed us off. Yeah. Really, like, affected us. Even though the paramedic said he, he was already dead, it just made us feel guilty, okay. you know, and uh, it's, it's a horrible feeling. And people say, well, you shouldn't feel guilty, but it's, it's a feeling, so you can't stop yourself, you know, so sort of not the same as you, but the, that was a turning point for me. It, yeah. it made us come into this kind of business. I thought, well, if I get a job, Helping people, so I, I sort of uh, volunteered at a homeless charity, paid me on okay. wages for ten months, okay. till I learned the ropes, and then I managed to get a job with them, and then I started doing this in my spare time, and then five years later, I, I settled on myself. Like. Yeah, yeah. So that that a turning point for me as well, you know. And that, even though I was older, and really I should have been more mature. So I wasn't because I was just living my life with sort of. I had a daughter who was only. Four, three, something like that. But I was doing stuff where I was sort of kind of, I didn't feel like I had loads of responsibilities. Okay. And what I wanted, what I've got now is all responsibilities. Yeah. So I'm doing everything that I 
an adult really should do. Whereas yeah. before, I mean, I'm saying that and I'm going to Tenerife with my mate, so I'll fucking, <laughs> next week I'll probably not be feeling like an adult. <laughs> so I, that was a big turning point for me. Like, yeah. uh, so down Ipswich, um, obviously you're back with Roy Keane, and if, yeah. if I remember rightly, Carlos Edwards. Carlos came down, yeah. Aye. Uh, no, I liked down. him as a player. Like, yeah, uh, Carlos liked was a Typical oh. Caribbean laid back. Aye. Caribbean, he's a good player. Oh, I, was, I met him in town once, just walking through the street, and I just said, All right. I was on the other side of the road, and I just said, All right. And he come across, and I'd like a chat for five, ten minutes. Yeah. And like, you know, that, that meant a lot to us, you know, because yeah. I just said, All right, expecting him to walk on by, and he come over and talk about football. And yeah. I think he was injured at the time. And, uh, to be fair, that's pretty similar to We had a few um, Trinidad lads, and they were all like that. They were all really like welcoming. Mm. Um, we had Carlos, Kenwin, um, Yorkie, and we had Stern. Aye. And they were all really nice people, always welcoming, always um, bubbly characters. Aye. So always good people to have around. Yeah, very good. good. So, if Switch, I can't, you'll have to remind us, did, did they do anything when you were there? No, no, um, we didn't do much. Didn't do much at all. It was um, Roy was there for, I was there for Roy for a while. 18 month then Roy left so um, yeah we we missed out missed on the playoffs a few times and uh, but um, yeah could have went better uh, and then you went to Middlesbrough yeah was it? yeah I went to Middlesbrough and what was that like? I don't know how people's going to take this but it was absolutely brilliant really? Yeah, it really you know, it's your job at the end of the it day really you know? was um, Middlesbrough I've got big fond memories of Middlesbrough Football Club um, good people and a um, pretty successful time there uh, as well. So I was part of the history of the football club. And you were back in the North East now, weren't you? So I, that, that didn't mean much to me. No, I didn't. To be honest, no. Come back in the North East didn't really mean much um, at the time. Um, but then I, I remember when I was leaving the project at the time and I knew I needed a fresh challenge. You kind of know within you, yourself you wanted to try and progress and go on. And um, I got a call from. Uh, Tony Mowbray and um, straight away I bought into the man a real good footballing man uh, plays a way that kind of suited me and uh, so yeah bought into Tony and went to Millersbury and uh, the rest is history and uh, forever grateful to Tony for taking me to the football club you were how long were you there? I was there nearly seven years six and a half seven oh. years yeah. oh, I know I am starting to feel old seven years so really it was really good times there where did you just live? I still live there. I live Same place? Well, didn't see your address. <laughs> um, I live at a little village called Hailworth. Aye. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I would probably have moved back up, but my me, me children are happy in school, so they come first for me. Aye. So, well, I, well. Yeah, it's only a 40 minute drive for me, so it's, that's fine. Aye. That's good. So, obviously, you've come back to Sunderland yep. in um, the beginning of this season. Yeah. Beginning this last, season. Last January. Aye, last January. Yeah. Uh, was it an easy decision to make or? Yeah, it was easy. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was really easy because could, it could have happened twice before I came back. Uh-huh. It could happen, but yeah, it didn't for whatever reason. You know, sometimes it didn't really feel right. But uh, yeah, um, I came as soon as I knew someone was yeah. interested. There's no way I was going to turn it down and and 
you know, Jack was brilliant with that, and the, the football club were brilliant. So, um, but now um, I've got to say, you know, Steve Gibson did help, and Middlesbrough were, were great, with wanting to happen because um, that's where I really wanted to to move to. Yeah. Well, you, um, I mean, I, I, with you being a Sunderland lad, for for people at Sunderland, you come and it's for me personally, it's a great thing. You know, I'm. Uh, I, I love everything about Sunderland, you know, yeah. and the people of Sunderland and everything. I think the more people that there is in Sunderland that do good stuff is it's great yeah. for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm very I'm a firm believer in that, you know. So mm-hmm. I hope everything worked out for you while you're here, you know. Yeah, look, it's, it's hard work every day, so that's a big believer. That's how you, you get to where you want to get to. Um, that's one of the reasons I wanted to come back because you want to try and be part of the process to help the club move on mm-hmm. and get achieve better things. So, um, Small steps and little things at a time, and you want to be part of that. And um, we'll see where so, we go. So. We're going back to your, um, your, your played for England, didn't you? Yeah, England. Yeah, I was fortunate. Yeah, I played all the way up to 21s. 21s, yeah, oh. from 16s to 21s, which was um, good. I played with some very good players, and um, we had a couple of good teams in there. So, um, yeah, it was quite What's that like representing your country? Yeah, at the time, there's not, nothing better, is there? When you're a young kid and you're selected. As part of um, the best in the country, really, and I remember it was the first time when I was sixteen year old, and there was a few from the northeast at the time, and we had a good, I suppose, network of players in the northeast, and good Newcastle had a couple of good young players, and Middlesbrough certainly had some good young players, and I was fortunate from Sunderland to get chosen, so um, yeah, it was good from sixteen to uh, seventeen. We had a good side, we um, got the semi-finals of the championships, got beyond penalties. Um, in the nineteens, we got the final. We played France over in Belfast, and we, their their team was a good team. I've got there. Wasn't that long ago actually. I was showing my kids. I've got the team sheet at home, and their team was pretty. You look back now, yeah. yeah, we got beat one nil, and they battered us on a night. To be fair, they battered us. We were just like it was a wind, windy, rainy night, and we were hoping that like, you know the English attitude comes through. But now they were they were good players, and like so. Val Brennan's DRBs and Ben Demar's Loris of this world, um, goodbye. These players were playing, yeah. so that yeah, they were good players. Is that the, is that the one that sticks it most in your mind, like that game? Yeah, because there was a minute ago and I got sent off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did you get sent off for? Just. To, <laughs> I was young and uh, you know your head goes. Oh. Because you know, you know, you only get beat and it won't, and it won't another time, one another two. It might have been two one actually, one another two one at the time. It was only a goal in it, and you know, on a pitch, trust me, you know, if if you think, oh, yeah, you've got a chance and getting back, and but nah, we didn't have a chance, they were, they were good, and it was just one of them things where you know, you kind of lost your head for a moment, and you, yeah, <laughs> you're walking down at all. <laughs> yeah, nice one, nice one. Oh, so, what was that? Were you 16? Under 16? No, that was under 19s, that one. Under 19s. That was 19s. What was yeah. under 21s like? 21s was good. Yeah, I think I played four or five times. And 21s was good. It was a good group of players, really good um, group of players. And yeah, it was good, good to be involved. And as much as I was only involved four or five times, but uh, yeah, it's something you know, you're proud of. Uh-huh. But obviously, you, you wanted more and more and more and at the time. I was playing the Premier League with something, so uh, you know you kind of want to work hard and get more and more. It, it it must be the pinnacle of people's careers. Like I I imagine playing for your country, you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, especially at a young age, absolutely top draw because you want to thrive from 
thrive for more and you want to learn. You know, I, I'm a big believer you always learn from players and um, where people are. Even at a young age, I always wanted to um, look around and um, I always remember Theo Walcott playing. The kid's quick. The kid's quick, so uh, yeah, it was, it was group. I think didn't he get didn't he get um to the World Cup when he was sixteen? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't yeah, do think he played, but I think he yeah, went. Spent up oh, the World Cup, yeah, so. I mean that's amazing. I was watching the Liverpool game the other day, and there was yeah, when they played Everton, and they were all young kids. Yeah. Sixteen-year-olds uh, playing in that. Yeah. That's it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'd love to see young young players doing well, and. Uh, I suppose if you're good enough, it doesn't matter. Would you yeah, I'm a big believer that if you're good enough, you know, yeah. and. Um, you get thrown in no matter what and I'm enjoying watching Denver at the minute I think Denver's got a real good chance to be a top, top top player I'm telling you he's got a real good chance got everything uh, for me and um, as long as he keeps doing the right things Denver I believe will, will go on to be a, a Premier League player one day because I believe he's got all the attributes he's got the athleticism he's got the technical ability and he's a quiet and calm lad and which I quite like mm. so uh, yeah if Denver just keeps working hard every day and listen to the, listen to the course around him and it, hopefully he'll kick on with a little bit of luck because everyone needs, needs, needs a little bit of luck but uh, so if Denver can keep playing week in week out and keep improving some football club uh, you know it's nice to see What's the future hold for you like do you do you think when you finish playing you would move into coaching managing or would you move away from football or do um, commentating and stuff? Have you not thought that far? No, I've not really thought that far. Yeah. No, because I'm, I'm, I've, you know, like I said, like I said it before, I like learn, learning and stuff like that. And you know, I've played with players before in dressing rooms where like like thirty, thirty-one year old, and they start thinking about the next chapters and think, but I'm, I'm thinking, you still you. Each day you still got to play football. You, mm. you know you're a footballer, and I'm a big believer you can't really take your mind off the ball, and then you've got to keep doing what you need to do. And um, as for going into football after, I don't know. I don't know. I love my girls. I don't. I, I, you know, mm. I've had misfortune. Misfortune is that happened to my family. So I, I want to enjoy me, my wife, my kids. I want to. And so uh, I don't know. Uh, I love football. I love football. I really do it um, every day. But as going down that route, I don't know. I really don't know. I think I'm a I'm a big believer of um, if you want to go down that route, you've got to love to improve players. You want to help players. You don't you don't just want to be in football or have being a football coach just because you are. Because for me, I I think you you you're kind of not doing yourself justice. You're not helping players. You're not wanting to improve players. So if I was going to go down that route, I want I'd want to love to do that. And I'm I'm pretty sure I've got it in me. But I'd I'd also want to enjoy a little time with my family first. So. More, more than confident, I think one day I'll come back in football. Yeah. Um, which capacity, I don't know. Don't when, know when, I had, when I had Kevin Ball on, we, we were discussing the similarities between um, leaving the forces and leaving football. football. Because, I think it's pretty similar. Yeah. I really do. I think and like, people similar. suffer transition periods, you know, where you're a bit lost. And w- when you first leave, and I'm not saying when you first leave football, but when you first leave the army, it's great because you think, yeah, I'm doing all this sort of stuff. But then after a couple of weeks, you like you miss things and and not necessarily the 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 routine. I think yeah, you miss routine. That's it. The routine, routine. exactly. That, that's yeah. what we're trying to build in this in this building. Yeah, one of my friends, good friends, played with him. He's just retired, and that's what he's missing at the minute. Routine. And yeah. is it, is he finding it mentally tough, or is he just 
you know, because people slip into um, no, depression a, and no, stuff. No, by he's he's, a, he's a routine by side of things and keep, keep himself busy. So that's what he's doing at the minute. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, the routine is. I think that's a big factor for football footballers and ex, ex people. So um, when you do it for so long and that routine kind of goes, you know, you you're like back to school again. Well, that's it. What are you doing? I mean, you'd have a couple of weeks off, but after that, you know, we try to keep the clients busy all the time. Like we do, like a weekly sort of timetable. Okay. So they're going to the gym. They've got art therapy. They've got music therapy. They've yeah. got. Uh, the Gunners Club, all different things, just sort of got something to look at and think, right, it's in the it's in the dropping downstairs. I look at that. That's what's happening tomorrow. Yeah, you know. And then we have a lot of people who take drugs and drink, but the idea of them, we don't never tell people to just stop everything. You know what I mean? But if you work and then you need one saying you can't have a pint at the end of the night, yeah. you know. But like, do a drink first thing in the morning? Because yeah, yeah. that's not what people do, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, there's not a, a right and wrong thing, but if you drink first thing in the morning, that's your day fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, what else can you do? You can't come here because we don't let people in here when they've been drinking or taking drugs. Right. So then you can't do the activities. So that day is a road off straight away yeah, yeah. if you've drunk first thing in the morning. Okay. But if you have a drink on a night and you get up in the morning, yeah. that's all right, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the army uh, and the forces sort of a big alcohol culture. So that's a thing that a lot of people suffer from. Because from they carry on doing it. Yeah, and but they haven't got the... Gone. See, in the army... You can drink as much as you want, as long as you're going to work on the morning. They're not bothered. You can be out all night, finish drinking six in the morning, but as long as you're going to work in the morning and you can do your job, that's fine. When you get hard, when you're out, you can't do that. You can't drink till six o'clock in the morning. Go to a normal job. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like that because in the army, see, you would just be on camp. Right. I don't know, I'd be cleaning your rifle, doing your boots, whatever. Okay. But you'd not be working on heavy machinery and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, you know yeah. what I mean? Or at Nissan or anything like that. Right. You know, so people, the transition for people is pretty difficult, like. And you have other people. It's interesting that because, you know, there's big stakes, I'm doing that. And, uh, yeah. With the drinking. Exactly. Quite a thing, you know, yeah. getting up at six and straight to work. It's straight really, to work, mate. Straight in. Big risks. I've, I've, I've went. It's interesting. I've went from being out, went in, got showered, put my uniform on, and went to work. When I was in the army, <laughs> seriously, and loads of people did. did I? You know, and you're oh. hanging all day, you know. But uh, I mean, if you've got something like exercise or you're going live firing, you wouldn't be doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're okay. just hanging around camp, right. you know what I mean? That's, that's you like, uh, you know, as you describe, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just the culture it was like. <laughs> yeah. Well, what we normally do is um, when we play at the end, when it finishes, we sort of play a, a tune. Song, have you got anything that you you would like? Anything oh. that uh, you what sort of music do you like? Music do I like? There's people won't like my music. I'm a bit like. Just mad, Sonny. I'm for about ten seconds. Uh, Just any people, any song. I'm a bit. I don't know. Matters laugh. Tell us what you like. <laughs> what do I like for? Um, I like songs that mean things. Right. Well, you give know, us when, one. When, oh. The last one that I mentioned, I would probably just go with. I heard of Supermarket Flowers. Supermarket Flowers, do you know? No, I thought you No, no. Um, Who's Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran is. Ed Sheeran is. We'll get an Ed Sheeran song. Yeah. Darn, you can have you have you rushed in too quickly there? Like. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think what, what I was listening to in the car this morning. I was listening to a podcast this morning in the car, actually. You'll be yeah. listening to this one next week. Yeah. Um, 
Tennessee Whiskey. Good song, eh? Uh-huh. Good song. By who? Oh, oh. <laughs> Get it out, man. Let's find out. Do, the last thing we want to do is put the wrong Tennessee Whiskey thing on. <laughs> Jack Daniels. <laughs> Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton, no. no, no we, we'll get it on I'll, Spotify, though, I'll can find, we? I'll find it and get it on. And we'll uh, we'll tweet him with it anyway. So. Yeah, we'll tweet we'll tweet it at the end and put put it in. I had it, I had it, um, because I did one last week. Tell you what, put, tell you what, I'll go with. I'm just looking at my things here. Let's go with Skinny Love, Bon Iver. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. that's a good tune. Yeah, Skinny Love, Bon Iver, good tune. Yeah, eh? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no idea. It's a proper tune. Eh? Yeah, that's about fifteen years old. Man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, 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 I was... Texas? Is he from Texas? He's out that way, isn't he? I don't know. You you do realise this is gonna sound a bit mental, but he's not supposed to be there. So, oh, right. oh, sorry. <laughs> so we're just chat, we're just chatting with nobody at all. Because <laughs> he hasn't got a microphone. <laughs> It'd just be sound like you'd look like your phone talking to yourself. <laughs> right, Emma I really wanna thank you for coming in, you know. I, I really appreciate you being from Sunland and sort of me just asking you when you are comfortable to look around you said yes straight away and I yeah. appreciate that okay. I appreciate everything the club does you know and uh, I wish you best for the future okay. um, get the lads at, at the stadium to, to watch the podcast okay. and then they might like uh, they might watch the other ones yeah. you know? I was on last week or the week before I'll not look at all that how many have you had? I think we've this this is 17 is it? 17 I think the, for, for as in ones that are on for around about 40 minutes to an hour and then there's about five that are on for five ten minutes which we did on the opening night so right thank you very much and enjoy your song at the end (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you man cheers